Filmmakers Lounge. I'm Clint, and I'm here with Nick Birch. And uh, for our special guest today, we have someone uh, really, really cool, um, a GFC alum, uh, Christian Kashmir Swire. Hey guys, how's it going? Doing great. How are you doing? I am really excited. Uh, you know, glad to be on the show here with you guys. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Christian, for those of you who don't know, has actually uh, been a participant in numerous GFCs in the past. In fact, uh, he was the winner of our very first one uh, when it was a local uh, area event. Uh, won it handily, as he might say. Uh, <laughs> and pretty much has either won or placed in some capacity ever since then you guys always do really fun stuff you know the whole group that you seem to always put together year in after year it's just always great and always great in front of a crowd too that's that's <laughs> that's the best that's the best and uh we're gonna talk about your projects in a minute but i imagine it's kind of the same thing you know they play really well in front of a crowd and that is the best feeling in the world so thanks yeah no we we uh we love the festival love what you guys came up with and we've every ever since you started we've had a blast you know it's always cool genres that you guys are coming up with. I think when you got Grindhouse trailer, which was mm -hmm. uh, awesome. We had a lot of fun with that. Had a lot of uh, blood splattering everywhere for our movie. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we just, we're uh, always excited about all this stuff that you guys are doing. So um, it was really cool to win the first year. And, uh, you know, of course, ever since then, we've been uh, playing around with you guys on uh, the other um, competitions as well. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a blast. Now, before we get too much into that, uh, let's Go ahead and give a little bit about your, tell us who you are, Christian, and give us a little bit of your background and how you got into film and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, sure. I went to film school, actually, up in Emerson College, so um, got a film degree, and then I came down to Florida to uh, become an editor, got like a little editing job, and then since then I've started my own company here in St. Pete called Light Wave Media, and uh, we do, you know, corporate video production, films, uh, TV shows, that kind of thing. We shot a few reality shows this year, which was probably the biggest thing we've done uh, down here in the Cayman Islands and Bahamas and stuff, so... That's uh, what we've been up to, and we're trying to get. Uh, we actually just finished a feature film, the first feature that we uh, had produced, which is Jules Dongu Saves the World. It's like a comedy kind of action, anime, quirky, crazy movie. Um, and uh, we're you know starting on a couple other projects here too. Awesome. Let's let's talk about uh, Jules Dongu for just a second because I just finished watching it. And, oh yeah, uh, loving. It's awesome. Really funny. Really entertaining. Oh, um, first of all, uh, what was, how long did it take you to make the film? How did you <laughs> fund it? What was the process like? Just give us the whole spiel. Yeah. Well, um, it took six years to make it, <laughs> but, um, we it started off just as kind of a crazy idea. A couple of, you know, friends sitting around saying, Hey, you know, we, we should make a movie. And, and, and you know, we had, some background doing video production. You know, I went to film school, but this was the first real endeavor into filmmaking. And, um, you know, we had done the GFC with you guys and had done a couple of those things. That was like kind of a, a good little preparation for us to get into uh, low budget filmmaking and uh, still trying to produce a good product, but with, you know, minimal funds. So that's how it all started. Okay. And so it took six years to make it. Was that actually from script through completion or were you filming over the course of six years or? Yeah. I mean, we, well, it was kind of like a weekend warrior type thing where, you know, we, 
whenever the actors were available or whenever the crew was available, we could, you know, shoot. It wasn't anything where we had a budget to pay any of the actors or crew. But uh, um, towards the end, we did actually raise some money to finish it off. You know, we got to a point where we said, you know, we can kind of, you know, finish the movie and it'll be okay. Or we can raise a little extra money and really, you know, do some great post-production, add some special effects in where we had, you know, hoped and dreamed of getting them. And, we, and you know, we were able to raise money and um, finish it and, now it's like a, a movie that I'm, you know, proud to show people instead of kind of like, hey, I did this movie, you know, but um, I don't know. We're real excited about it. Well, it, it's super funny. It's super entertaining. Uh, for anybody that's not familiar with it, do you want to kind of give, uh, without giving everything away, kind of give the general story of what, what the overall, what Jules Down goes about? Sure, yeah. It's, uh, like I said before, it's an action anime comedy. So it's about this guy, Jules Dongu, who is an anime voice actor for anime uh, movies. Um, and he basically has to become the character he portrays in his movies in real life to save the world. So he sort of sees everyday life through his anime vision. So there's like a lot of interspersed anime into the live action movie. So it's it's not like your typical, uh, I guess, movie. It's sort of like a mix between like a Zoolander type thing with um, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where there's like animations in the movie. So it's... I don't know how to describe it, but... <laughs> Which actually What's was... the website where people can go check out the trailer and stuff? Oh, sure. It's just JulesDongu.com. J-U-L-E-S-D-O-N as a Nancy gu.com. Awesome. I actually, again, I, I just watched it. It's super funny. The going back to the animation for a second, uh, especially in the opening titles and then throughout really good. Like oh. it was really kind of blended. Great. Did you, now did you know who you were going to work with when you had the animation done or did you have to go find animators to do that? Or was that, what was that process like? Yeah, we really did not plan anything too well up front. But it, like I said, a- after we got to a certain point in the filmmaking, we said, you know, if we raise this money, we can bring on some of these awesome people. And I just was able to find an animator. Uh, his name is uh, German Ponce, and he lives in Argentina, actually. And uh, we've been did all of the anime and design everything virtually through Internet. Like, we would just send files back and forth. I've never actually met him. So oh, wow. it's uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy how it all happened, but uh, he's, you know, he gave us a great deal, and he's just one of the most talented people I've ever worked with, um, and we were just lucky to have him to be able to come on board, and um, I think the, you know, money exchange ratio in Argentina is a little different, so we're like, what we paid him probably was a lot for there, but, you know, we're able to fit into our budget here. So you outsourced the animation job overseas is what you do. We outsource it. <laughs> you evil bastard. <laughs> hey, we try we tried a couple people here, but they were like, we want, you know, two hundred thousand dollars to do one minute of animation. I was like, yeah. That's not really in the budget, guys. Yeah, let, yeah. let me get back to you. I'll check with the accountant, see if we can yes. shuffle <laughs> some ones and zeros around and perhaps yes. we can make it happen. Well, well so when you you said it took you six years to complete the the project because you were kind of doing it uh, as as time and people and funds were available did you I'm just curious throughout that six years did you ever think of like uh, I don't want to do this anymore did you just like throw in the towel or were you were you pretty committed to finishing it from the from the beginning I, well I went on a hiatus at one point where I was like you know I don't know if this is you know because it was at that point where I was like you know if we we can either sort of 
you know, finish it okay or try and get the money. And that was, I, I did have a, like a sort of a question myself about what we should do, but you know, I was like, I got to do this. I can't just leave it hanging. There's so, too many people involved and you know, this is my dream to be making movies. I can't let the first one fizzle out. So yeah, it was definitely a hard moment and, and to try and find the investors and get all the people on board to really finish it the right way. But yeah, we, I think we, I think we did it. So, (laughs) well, there's no question you did it. In fact, I mean, you had your premiere a couple weeks ago, uh, in, uh, at a pretty large theater in the Tampa Bay area. Right. And you said it sold out and packed houses, correct? Yeah. We had two showing the first showing sold out and, uh, we had just, it was awesome. We had like 400 people. It was, we're calling it a cast crew screening because for the festival circuit, we can't technically have a, like a world premiere. Right. Right. So it, it was, you know, sort of our, our premiere, but it was a cast crew screening officially. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great. We had just the whole theater packed and it was more than I could have imagined. So it was really, really awesome. That's awesome. I mean, the, you know, the, one of my favorite things about the GFC that we've always tried to do from day one, and thankfully we've been able to do it, is try to get all of the films if possible, but if not, as many of the films as we possibly can on the big screen. Um, Even though they're short films, I just think, you know, not everybody can win the thing, but everybody, everybody can have that cool experience. Like, well, you can probably talk more about this than anybody now, having had a feature up there, that experience of seeing your feature in front of a live audience. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like it. And uh, I I mean, I was pretty darn nervous uh, to show it. Honestly, I, 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 you know, of course, uh, wanted everybody to like it. So it's it's a little nerve wracking. But yeah, actually, the first time that I ever saw my work on the screen was at the the first GFC that we did with you guys. So, I mean, that was like the first taste and I was like, Oh yeah, I kind of like this. We want to do this more, <laughs> you know? So it was, it was awesome to do that, you know, with your festival and then to come full circle and now, you know, have a feature on the screen. So it was kind of like, you guys uh, nurtured me a little bit there. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So, yes. so who else do you work with? Are, are you, uh, are you a one man operation? Do you have uh, partners in Lightwave, or do you have like a, how does that all work? Sure. Well, I mean, over the years, we've sort of uh, formed a, a partnership with a lot of filmmakers in the area here. Um, and Lightwave is is a company that I run, and I have a, a number of freelancers that work with me, but nobody's technically like full-time right. Lightwave employee. It's, it's a lot of freelance. Like, I have two freelance editors, um, Jamie and another guy uh, named Jeff, and then I have another guy that's like sells and produces. Uh, his name's also Jeff. <laughs> nice. And uh, then we have just like a slew of camera people, lighting people that, you know, depending on the job, we bring them on. Very cool. And, and, and do you... Uh... You know, it's interesting with creatives and creative groups, that sort of loose of loose but organized affiliation actually yeah. can work can work really well, especially if there's, you know, projects coming in the door. And I, I imagine for for Jules Dongu that probably really helped. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was great to be able to call on some of the people, you know, because like, we have professional relationships where we'll do a job where we're actually getting, you know, paid and then you know, we all love and have a passion for filmmaking. So to be able to say, Hey guys, you know, this isn't something where we're going to make any money up front. Maybe we'll sell it one day. You know, we have, you know, some options right now that we've finished it to maybe get some distribution, but up front, you know, it was like, can you guys help out? And, you know, people just like the idea. So it was, it was something that wasn't that hard to get people on board because they liked the idea up front. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's always nice getting paid too. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Um, um, one of the uh, one of the things you mentioned a minute ago was something we had talked about earlier. Was you had said you know you reached that point where you could either get it done or abandon it, and you decided to push through and get it done. And I think you know again that's something that keeps coming up as we do these. And uh, you know, Clint has referenced of the James Cameron quote before, I believe it is about the most important thing you can do is to make a movie is just make your movie. Just, like, mm-hmm. just get it done, man. Just get it done. So many people bail so early on and they never get to the end. And that's kind of what the whole idea of the GFC is all about. It's, it's just, if you give yourself a chance to complete a project, you'll probably surprise yourself nine times out of 10. And if, if you can, and that's kind of what we like about the event itself is that it really does just take away all the excuses for making a movie. Or for not it's making a, a movie, you know, and it yeah. makes you get it done. And then I think people really are impressed with what they're able to to pull together when when the time is yeah. limited. No, absolutely. That was one thing that when we, you know, every year that we do it, we're like just amazed at what we can do in 48 hours. And you never think on Friday when you're getting your genre what you're going to come up with by the time you get to Sunday. But, you know, every time that I've ever done it with you guys, it's, it's like, wow, we, we could do this in 48 hours. Imagine what we could do with two months if we actually put our you know minds to it. And you we guys have done some cr- crazy special effects, too. I like, was going to say, like, every every year we can't wait to see what you guys do because every year it just gets more and more. I think last year, I mean, you had, like, there were there were lasers, there were uh, spaceships you had done. You had, like, composite work with, like, <laughs> flying saucers and stuff. And it was yeah. just awesome. And, and makeup and everything i mean it was cool oh thanks thanks yeah we've like i said we just sort of built that team of people where now we can go you know what we need five green aliens and it's like okay we can get that in two hours you know what is weird it seems like um at some at some level there are teams who keep coming back year after year almost like this is like sort of a tradition to compete in the gfc and they get better and better and better and it's funny because sometimes the 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 new teams who haven't done it before get really intimidated by that because they see, oh man, these guys have a team, they have a formula, they kind of know how to work together. And, um, uh, it's, it's interesting to, to watch if they stick with it and come back next year, how good a team can get if they just give themselves a chance to, to work out the kinks. Yeah, definitely. And filmmaking isn't like something that is overnight. It's something, I, I mean, for me, Anyway, I've I've learned so much. Every time I do a film, you learn something new, and you get to bring that every every you know to the next project. So it's like just doing even doing one of these little things. I feel like that's more than I've learned almost in film school. Like what just going to the GFC and doing that every year is. I mean, we learn so much, and you meet some really awesome people and network, and it's just a great overall thing. And you know, everybody that is on our team says the same thing. You know, it's not just. Uh, me or just one other guy, you know, we, we all feel like it's, we always learn a lot and meet great people. So it's really cool. What's, uh, what are you working on next now that, uh, Jules is, uh, I, well, I guess actually before I get there, you had mentioned that you're, you might have some opportunities in terms of, uh, distribution Any, anything you can go into in terms of that or where you are yeah. you on the festival circuit or. Yeah, we've got a couple different, uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. <laughs> but, uh, right now, actually yesterday, one of my producers left for the Cannes Film Festival with, uh, some screeners for Jules Dongu and a whole marketing package. And he's going with a couple 
uh, of the, I guess, founders of the festival. He has a connection there. So um, I'm not sure exactly if anything's going to happen, but he's there. He's kind of a mover and a shaker type guy. Uh, his name's Steve. He was actually uh, one of the guys that did the GFC with us last year, uh, who did oh, the cool. spaceship. He's the guy that designed the spaceships. So he's, he's, uh, he's over there with the movie right now, um, and hopefully you know, we'll hear something back uh, about uh, something over there. Um, and then also I'm heading out to L.A., uh, next week to meet with a distribution company out there too. So we have a couple options and hopefully something will come through, you know, it's just trying to get everything out there. And, um, we also, since there's a lot of anime in it, I want to bring it around to the anime festival circuit too, and play it at maybe like MegaCon, MetroCon, Dragon, you know, one of a couple of those and see if we can get some exposure there too. Which just goes to show that had you not finished it, just none of these opportunities would be presenting themselves, you know? So that just goes, you know, back to if you get it done, all sorts of opportunities open up after that. Yeah, totally. You just got to, you know, push the positive vibes and the positive energy and uh, hope, you know, that you just get that one right place at the right time. And, and you know, that you never know. That could be your ticket to uh, making it big. I don't know. <laughs> so, so since you're, uh, you, you're kind of an old hand at the uh, GFC, you've done this for a few years, you, you know some, uh, some things. What would you uh, offer, uh, could you offer some advice to a team that maybe, maybe just doing this for the first time and might be intimidated by the whole idea of trying to make a movie in two days? What would you tell them to, to keep them focused and encouraged? Well, I'd say don't, don't try and go out and make... Um, you know, Citizen Kane or Pulp Fiction, don't try and think that you have to make this, you know, epic kind of movie to end all movies. You know, it's for us, it was just about, you know, pick one cool little scene or one cool location and really emphasize that and use that to your, you know, maximum potential there. Um, and don't try to overthink things too much. Just kind of let it happen and use people that you trust, you know, um, and that you can count on. Um, how, how do you, avoid, how do you guys avoid conflict? Because one of the things that I've always found interesting about your particular group and it comes through in the screen is that you're having fun with the production. So the the product seems better, you know, the, the film seems better at the end. The, the, you know, when you guys show up for the screening, everybody's smiling, everybody's had a great time, they're happy they've gone through the experience. And yet we always have also teams, as sadly, you know, people that don't make it through. They melt down. You know, it happens all the time. So how do you guys avoid that? Yeah, no, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it kind of... Do you just boss everybody around and tell them it's your way or the highway? Is that? Yeah, it's basically I have a a metal spiked whip that just it really hurts and it shocks people like when it hits them. But uh, that'll work. (laughs) No, it it actually started though. Like when I was back in film school, I was on like a set, and you know it was like you know there's just these guys that were I guess seniors, and I was kind of the freshman, and they and they just treated us like really badly, and I was like, man, I never want to be that guy that's just like, you know, so, so. you know, dict- dictatorial, I don't know if that's a word, you know, just like kind of like treating like the small people like badly. And I don't know, it's, it, that's always sort of stuck in my mind. And now I feel like I, I just like to have everybody pitch in and sort of be equals on the movie set. And I think that leads to people having a better time and not fighting as much, you know? And But how do you know. also keep moving? Cause that's, if you run sometimes the conflict with that it, it, in and of itself is that if you run a set so much like a democracy, Nobody gets anything done. So how do you keep people moving but also keep it a fun environment? Is there anything specifically you do? 
Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, I try to be like, you know, at a certain point, you've got to make an executive decision. If, if somebody wants to have, you know, the dog barking and you don't want the dog barking and somebody else wants the dog flying out the window, you know, somebody, you have to come in and say, okay, we're putting the dog in the cage at this point, you know, or, you know, you just have to make that decision. And I think it's just, you need to know when, when to call it, I guess, um, and not to let everybody, um, keep shouting out ideas. You know, it's, um, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, just like at a certain point you go, okay, we're doing it this way. It's got to be like this or we're never going to get this thing done. Well, and I'm sure that probably has a lot to do uh, – that, that tech uh, uh, style of working together probably has a lot to do with the fact that you work with your team a lot. And I'm sure you have a chemistry and sort of a rhythm to, to getting things done. Uh, would you say that's yeah. the case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, people, I think, get it. And, you know, I, I like input. I'm like kind of a very creative on set and like to hear everybody's idea, you know, whether it's the actor or, you know, the makeup person, you know, everybody's got an idea. And sometimes there's that one idea that you didn't think of and it could change everything and make everything better. So I don't know, I'd like to hear the ideas first and then go, okay, heard everybody's thoughts. Let's move. You know, let's go with this one. This one's the best one, you know, and it rarely is it my idea. You know, like a lot of people on set are creative and, you know, I think that's what makes filmmaking a great art is that it's so collaborative and you get to work with all these great people. Yeah. I think where we see the biggest meltdowns in, in filmmaking and, and by the way, we've seen veterans like pro production companies melt down just as easily as we have <laughs> seriously just as just as often as we see first time filmmakers no and, yeah and i really think the key is being able to listen to one another i think so yeah. you know i think so many people on set are waiting to talk and they're not actually listening mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i i think you know, I, 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 you mentioned it, you know, when you back were back were in film school, but I'm sure we've all been on the set where it melts down. It is not, mm-hmm. it is not fun. You know, it is not yeah. a fun experience when that happens. No, no, it's, it's never fun. I mean, and that's a great point is you gotta, you know, listen and, and not just, you know, always think you have the, the best idea or the, the only idea, you know, no, and this is supposed to be fun. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's that's the thing. I've it's always I've always wondered why people do something and then like they're all excited about making a film or a commercial production and then they get on set and just like no one has any fun. It's like why set like why set yourself up for that well, sort of environment? It, it's like oh, totally. if you can if you can set aside your differences long enough to make the movie that you actually can finish, you might all win some money. It's like it's when everybody wants to be the director and they can't see past that and they get into arguments over it. It's like, dude, we could win this thing if we could just finish it. Somebody just, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. So have like the kind of the end goal in mind at all times. You know, don't always get caught up in the little things. You know, kind of see see the end result. And that's that's if you can keep your eye on the prize there, I think it also helps too. You know, that it's, it's you know, it might not matter too much if this word changes in the script. You know, some people fight about one word and, you know, it's just if you can actually just get the whole thing done and get it out the door, that's like, you know, half the battle right there. So aside from, uh, you know, tone and, and larger creative struggles and difficulties, is there anything like, uh, like any just little tips like that you just like, oh man, you've got to really watch out for this or any pointers that you like, if you could k- do your three filmmaker film school in a box points, what would they be? Well, one thing that I definitely recommend to, you know, GFC people is know your camera and be ready for it when you're editing. Cause before one year, the first year we did, it was great. We shot on DV at that time. It was kind of like the standard. This is like, 
maybe five years ago now. I don't know. It was a while ago. Eight. <laughs> and no. It's almost eight years ago now. Eight years. Oh, my God, Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. okay so, no. anyway, eight years ago, yeah, D- D- DV was, like, the standard. You know, everybody used that. And that was great. And then, like, I think HD had come out, like, the next time we did it. And, mm-hmm. like, we were like, oh, HD, yeah. And it it was not the right thing to do. Like, we had, like, 20 hours of rendering or something, you know, that needed to be done. And we, it just, like, we, you know, made us run, like, way behind. So, just, like, know your camera. That's definitely the first thing. Know your camera. Know how it's going to – how long it's going to take to edit and stuff like that. Yeah, I always, I always tell people, like, the GFC is not the day to test out a bunch of new gear. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't shoot on, like, the red camera because you think it's going to give you the best quality. Like, the GFC is more about, you know, it's guerrilla filmmaking. So just kind of, like, get the camera that works for the job and really – um, don't overthink the technical aspects so much. You don't need the red to win the GFC. You know what I'm saying? It's like just use what works. Well, here, here's another question for you because uh, you've done this uh, consistently year after year. seems like a lot of teams want to try and put some form of special effects into their movies but either fall short with what they are actually able to get done or that bottlenecks their post-production process. Uh, do you have any tips for people who are really into visual effects and want to see some, some, you know, I don't know, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, th- I think for, for me, um, I, I'm not an effects guy. I don't know how to make spaceships, um, but I, we have a guy that does that and who's awesome at it. So I think if you're going to do the effects and go that route, get a dedicated person um, who can just, you know, I think he all he did all weekend was sit in a room locked in and it was like designing spaceship explosions and modeling stuff. And then he just kind of came in, you know, early on Sunday morning and said, okay, here's all the files. And we just comped them in real quick and it, and it worked great, but it wasn't something that we like had our editor doing. Cause he, you know, wouldn't have had time to do all that. So, so while you guys were out actually shooting, he was back working. So you were actually stacking man hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were lucky to have that last year, just because yeah. like you, not every time are you going to have somebody that's like that talented and able to dedicate their whole weekend to designing 3D effects. But you know, we just happen to get lucky. But you know, even if you want to do some little stuff, just you know, break up your d- division of labor kind of thing. You know, have somebody working on that while somebody else is doing the sound design or something. You know, because you know, you could put everybody to work and get everybody doing different tasks. It doesn't have to be like a one man band. I know that uh, when I did it, I had. Um I edited half the movie, and I had another guy edit the other half of the movie, so we were editing side by side, and so we were able to do twice the work in half the time, <laughs> and as long That's... as and we could see what each other was doing, so we stayed consistent. It actually worked out pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you can even get a second editor, that's, that's huge. We, I think last year... I had an editor that basically logged all the footage and then did a rough edit. And then I came in, like I slept like a couple hours and then got up and he went to bed and I took over and did like the fine tuning edit. So it was, that was, that worked out pretty well too. Which is a re- which is also a really good point too, that I think the, the more successful, uh, uh, GFC filmmakers end up saying, uh, as we hear, you know, from them again, again, is allow time for rest. Like, yes, <laughs> you know, not a lot, but <laughs> not a lot, but you got to like, cause you will, you will inevitably hit the wall. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. I think a couple times we stayed up. I stayed up for all 48 hours for one of them. <laughs> actually, probably the first but, one. Everyone does that the first year. And then yeah. And learn. then, yeah. Then you learn. It's like, nah, I don't want to do that again. So then we got like a dedicated editor. That was like the big move, okay, we got to get somebody who's not on set just to be the dedicated editor. And that's like, I'd say that's tip number two, like have the editor, just be the editor. Don't do it. Have them do anything else. That's a really good point because your editor, while everyone else is burnt out, your editor's fresh. And so the editor gets to sit down with complete energy and just 
vitalize and just go. Yes, just have him meditate all day Saturday, and then when he gets the files, just go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another one that keeps coming up time and time again when we talk to people is sound. Um, yeah. It's like bad sound will ruin yeah. anything. And I'm sure you've seen, without you know picking on any films individually, I'm sure you've seen some GFC films where the sound was not up to par. Yeah, no, sound is definitely a big, uh, it, for me, I, I, I notice it, uh, I kind of, uh, I'm into music and play, and uh, so I definitely notice bad sound immediately, but yeah, I mean, just having even like a little external mic, I got, a lot of people nowadays are shooting on like DSLRs, and they just won't use even like any kind of other mic, but that's, I think, a big mistake, because like for a hundred bucks, you can get like a, one of those road mics that plugs in, and a little extender cable for ten bucks on Amazon, and you've got your sound there i mean you don't have to have a you know high-end mixer and all these crazy things i mean just having that will increase your sound you know 50 percent, 60 percent better than just using the camera mic well and you you're not aware of this yet because we haven't actually put it out there uh we got to actually basically announce this like tomorrow but we uh <clears throat> borrowlenses.com is going to be a sponsor for us this year so oh, they're, wow. they're going to do uh discounts for the gfc teams which is kind of cool that's uh, awesome and so, for those those of you who don't know borrowlenses.com uh, is is a fantastic uh they're a great outfit out of los angeles and they are a gear rental company and they rent all types of cameras audio equipment accessories Pretty much anything you need, you could rent to make an entire movie from borrowlenses.com. And it's really cool because you just go to their website, uh, you create an account, you go through what you need, and you basically add it to your shopping cart. And then they overnight ship it to you with a return shipping label prepaid. And when you're done, you just throw it all back in the box gently and ship it back. (laughs) Yeah, and and, in your price is also insurance. So if anything gets damaged, you know, and like you said, you know, you you could go out and buy a Zoom recorder or you can literally for a three-day rental, and don't quote me on this price, but stuff like that is like 30 bucks for a three-day rental if you don't want to buy it, you know, Sennheiser mics, you know, if you want to get the Mark II. Again, I wouldn't recommend, just like Christian said before, I wouldn't recommend renting a whole new camera that you've never shot on before. If you have shot on it and need a second one or something like like that you know you could do some really cool stuff but uh, um, yeah nick and i had a really great experience with borrowlenses.com when we were doing a shoot recently and uh their customer service is excellent they're just awesome group of guys over there and they just do great great work and um we were really really impressed with uh with their selection too so this year no team has an excuse to not have all the right equipment it's going to be really cool to see what people do with it Cool. Now, do they do they do other things besides lenses too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Just, yeah okay. No, it's the full on. I mean, you get the cameras. anything from Sennheiser mics, cameras, gears, lights. I mean, it's it, they're called borrowlenses.com, but because that's where they started in the lens arena. But it is full service. You know, cool. So that's a, that's great to have that as an asset there for everybody. So, also, um, if you uh, was that a toilet in the background? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we'll edit that out in post. That's, That's, right. Right. That's or, right. Or we won't. Or we'll just leave it. Who cares? Yeah, just leave it in. Just make it like, you know, they have like those keyboards that have all the sound effects. Can... We'll keep adding really weird stuff, like really strange. Yeah. They'll be like, we'll hear stock animals, like, you know. <laughs> anyway, if, if you've actually really uh, kind of going off track here, Christian, but if you've never used them, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check them out. Definitely. I want to rent a couple lenses, actually, for upcoming projects. So, it's yeah. really cool. I mean, the, the prices themselves actually are super reasonable. And uh, and I'll, I'll, don't worry about the recording right now. I'll probably, you know, edit all this out or whatever. But okay. <laughs> super, super awesome. I mean, they actually 
but really they they'll ship any, pretty much anything to you two day shipping and then they the box comes with the return label and you just ship it back it's really cool wow it's like the netflix of lenses it really <laughs> oh, is yeah. but like i mean we we had a we we rented a bunch of gopros a couple sennhauser mics um i i've known people that rented like you know second and third mark twos you know when they wanted you know you know, some people have one, some people, you know, want second cameras. And a lot of times it's easier if you're shooting on all the same camera. So, yeah. You know, they do that sort of stuff. It's actually, and it's super reasonable. Well, it's great for commercial jobs because it's like, who wants to go out and buy cameras every time a new camera comes out? If we were doing, if we all did that, we'd all be broke all the time. So if you could price, price it into your quote to a client and then just mark it up and then just rent it, it comes pre-insured. It's not yours. So, you know, hey, yeah. something happens to it whatever <laughs> right right no that's yeah. great yeah there's so many cameras out now too it's like I, I i was thinking of buying one i'm like gosh there's like 50 cameras just came out this year so uh what else are you working on christian oh uh, you mentioned you've got some other projects coming up well uh, what's in the works yeah the next project is something that we've uh me and um, a friend producer also one of the producers on my last movie jules donku uh jeff zampino uh it's his sort of brainchild and he asked me to direct it and it's called The Skyship Chronicles. Um, and it's basically a steampunk action-adventure movie. There's obviously airships and uh, a lot of uh, steampunk weapons and battles. And um, it takes place in the early 1900s. So we've got this really cool location in the woods with, like, an old cabin that we found up in Bushnell. So it's uh, it's going to be a slightly different from the last which is more comedic. This is going to be more of a, you know, a true like action sort of Indiana Jones kind of movie. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. In the early phases of right now, we're uh, we just put up the Kickstarter. Um, oh, terrific! Yeah, you could check it out. Uh, just you know, search search Steampunk or search the Skyship Chronicles, and we'll be uh, right up there. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're really excited about it. We've got a couple of the cast already uh, on board, and like I said, a couple of locations. And uh, Jeff wrote the script, and I'm kind of helping him tweak it right now, getting it ready for a shooting. And um, yeah, that's the next uh, the next one. When are you looking to go into production on that? Uh, we're we're in pre production now, which will probably be for at least a few months. Okay. Um, uh, we, we could probably be ready by July, August to shoot, but I think that we might wait till it cools down a little, just shooting in the summer here in Florida is, is always a little, you yeah, know, so you guys know how it is. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you can, uh, if you can sh- wait till October, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then it's exactly. Like, <laughs> how, how, yes. how long do you think the shoot's going to be? Like how many filming days? I'm not sure. We're, we're still, uh, it, it depends on, we have a couple people that have expressed interest in maybe finding uh, a feature length. Um, and then, I mean, we're going to definitely do the short no matter what it's going to be oh, like okay. a 10, 10 to 15 minutes short. We we've got that already in place. Um, but you know, if we can really kick up the Kickstarter and, uh, see if we can get some funding with some other, uh, investors, then we would, we would probably do it as a feature. So, um, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, sorry, I forgot your question. Actually, no, no, that's okay. I, for, so, so for the short, uh, since since you're doing it as a short, how how are you going to shoot this all? Like, obviously, with Dongo, you you know, as a feature, you spread that out over a couple of years. Is are you going to do this all like in a in a production, like over a two week period, or what's your what's your game plan? Yes, yes, good point. Yeah, exactly. This one, we're actually much more organized now. So we we've got a schedule and somebody that's going to be working on putting all the days together. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll shoot it all in probably. If we do the short, either 
like a, a week or uh, if we do the feature, we would probably do it all as like a 30 day uh, production, all sequential um, and try and bust the whole movie out in a year. If we do the feature, the short, obviously maybe like a month to edit and everything. Oh, that's awesome. And, and this is going to, again, be, you know, more action oriented and, and what have you, which is I can't wait to see it then because you guys already do good action in your comedy stuff. So, oh, you know, I mean, you know, comedic, I shouldn't say it's their straight comedies. They're, you know, they're great. So um, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it's it, sh- it should be pretty fun. We're gonna get to try out a lot of new effects too, which we have been wanting to do um, with the airships um, and some of the battle stuff. Uh, we've got our animator, the same guy that was working on Jules Dongu, is gonna be designing airship, uh, like more realistic looking. At Dongu is very cartoon anime. This is gonna be actual like, you know, realistic looking effects. So yeah, that should be fun to try that out and see what happens with that. That's cool. Now, uh, just slightly backing up to uh, Dongu. Just- for a second because i just was thinking about it you you know you mentioned the festival circuits and you mentioned you know all that stuff what do you what are your thoughts on where sort of do it yourself or uh self-distribution is going as a filmmaker well, I mean, it's, it's pretty exciting with all the opportunities, you know, with, um, you know, everything from these, like, I mean, everybody and their brother, it seems like has a film festival now. So there's a lot of options there. And we don't but, like those people. Specifically. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. I mean, there's, they, you guys no, have your, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great that, that there's so many op- opportunities out there. Um, you don't have to be just getting into Sundance, you know, you could, there's a, uh, film market for each you know, genre of film almost now, if you're doing dramatics, there's dramatic film festivals, comedies, there's comedy film festivals. Well, that's a cool thing. I actually, uh, where I was sort of more going with it is things like Netflix and digital distribution and iTunes and stuff like that. I mean, I think if you guys or whomever, any filmmaker can find their audience and their niche, I think you have the ability to, to service that audience in a way, you know, that, that didn't exist five years ago. It just flat out didn't. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you could build an audience and that's sort of what we're trying to do right now is, is to get an audience for, you know, if even for the next film and for Dongu too, you know, we've got somewhat of a built in audience, but to really get a, you know, a group of people out there that you know, like your work and that, and that could help you promote your other projects. And once you've got that, you don't, you don't need the studio system. You can, you can sell it through Amazon or sell it through Netflix or, you know, on demand. And I think, I think that primarily that building of that audience comes from putting out consistent work you know like you know being consistent putting out either putting out regular projects you know you see all the people on youtube that have the channels that have you know million plus subscribers but and they're putting out stuff daily or weekly yeah Uh, and then you see guys like you know kevin smith that you know obviously he had you know he has had major feature films but he also pretty about every year to two years you can you know there's a new kevin smith movie coming out that his audience is waiting for you know and i think that's you know somewhere in there is the is the right formula yeah definitely and i think for us and what we're trying to do it's like trying to build a niche in that kind of anime market or in the steampunk market you know pick your pick where your audience is and and then make something that they're going to want to see you know don't make a movie that um doesn't people can't relate to i guess to you know just make something that i don't know when you think of like a steven spielberg or one of those i mean they're pretty general that a lot of people would want to see that kind of thing so so um, you yourself you're sort of a a writer director actor 
and musician, and you seem to surround yourself with people that wear a lot of hats. Is there is there anything that uh, you know that you look for in an actor? Like you seem to get some really fearless actors that are <laughs> will, willing to do stuff on camera that not the average person would be uh, capable with, and or or that sounds like you're making that, that, some weird production, but you know, yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> animal porn only. Yeah no. yeah. no, no, no. I mean, you, they're fearless. You know, you've got, uh, you know, the villain in, uh, in Donku, you know, is, you know, they go for it on camera mm-hmm, they, and mm-hmm. they don't, they don't hold back basically is what I'm getting at. So how do you get that sort of performance from people? Um, it's, uh, I mean, a lot of it was a casting, just, you know, a pretty intensive casting process. We didn't just, say, okay, they could probably do it. You know, we really drilled down and, and, and did a lot of uh, screen tests and stuff with people. Um, and then also just once you're on set is making it that environment, like we were talking about before, making it fun for people, making them feel like they can just let loose and they're not going to be like looked at weirdly or like that. It's, you know, I mean, that, we love getting those kind of performances because it makes it so much more fun and, and people get into it. And, uh, I mean, you know, if everybody's, you know, smiling and laughing on set, you know that maybe, you know, you might be, you might have something. So I think that's, you know, just when you get that energy on set, that I think that's what it's all about. Awesome. Is there one last question? And then we'll, we'll probably, uh, you know, let you get out of here in a little bit. I don't want to tie you up. Um, is there anything, is there anything specifically that the, that the GSC helped you with in terms of the projects you're working on now? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, like doing, just doing that first UFC with you guys, I, I learned just how to manage time. You know, that probably was the biggest thing. Like when you're on a set, you, you have a limited amount of time and you can't, you know, do 20 takes of something or, you know, you can't, um, be running from 20 different locations. You know, you've got to learn how to manage the time. And I think that was one of the great things that we learned. And then also how to, how to work with people and how to manage a team and, still get a great product while, while having that sort of authority and, you know, making sure that somebody has to make the executive decision, you know, but still maintaining the, uh, the fun on set too. That's cool. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. I mean, thanks guys. I mean, uh, it was, a uh, it was great to talk with you and, and thanks for, um, you know, helping us, uh, get started with the festival. Oh, no, no problem. Christian. Thank you. We, you know, you, know, you we just, we're blown away by the stuff you keep producing and, uh, you know, everybody looks forward to your movies every year. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, be seeing some more in the future. Is there a, um, uh, Vimeo account or a place where you have some of your, your work kind of all in one place for people, if, if they want to check out some of your stuff other than JulesDongu.com? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got a lot of stuff on there. It's just Vimeo, uh, com slash uh i think it's cjcs just my initials cjcs um, yeah let me let me just double check that before I, uh, um cjc yeah that's it mm-hmm. like christian john cashmere schwire that's it awesome cool um so we'll yeah that, check we'll, it out we'll put that in the show notes also so uh people can check it out oh that'd be awesome guys i appreciate that that's awesome Cool. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Christian. We uh, we loved having you on, and uh, thanks for uh, offering so many little pearls of wisdom for uh, for the uh, listeners out there. I know that um, all of those were hard won, and uh, and you certainly have earned your knowledge base. So uh, it's uh, awesome that you're passing that along a little bit to uh, people out there who might be new to this. Oh no, no, glad to do it, and hope hope it was helpful. <laughs> yeah, and congratulations on the film, and we look forward to uh, to everything that's uh, coming down the pike. So um, until uh, until next time. Uh, 
I guess that's it for uh, for this episode, right, Nick? That's it. That's a wrap. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Take care. Adios. Oh, don't you know the sun's coming up?